This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello and welcome to the post-game podcast to react to the 1-1 draw at West Ham United on Monday evening that ensured Liverpool opened up a three-point lead at the top of the Premier League. But a second successive stalemate for Jurgen Klopp's injury and illness hit side does mean that Manchester City have the chance to take over first place with victory at a woefully out-of-form Everton on Wednesday night. We'll have much more on that match on our website in the coming days, but this podcast is all about what's happened at the London Stadium. James Pearce, our Liverpool FC correspondent, gets us underway with with his verdict on what he describes as a desperately frustrating night for the Reds. You'll then get the chance to listen to every single word of Jurgen Klopp's post-match press conference. And then we hand the show over to you, starting with the thoughts of our regular contributor Matt Addison, a season ticket holder who you may well have heard on our View from the Cop and Academy show podcast, Peter Lally, who was down in London for the match, and from Nathan Davidson, before I read out some of the comments left by Liverpool supporters on our Blood Red Facebook page. And then we'll go back to the callers with four more Reds fans phoning in. Thanks for joining me, Paul Wheelock, and we'll be back on Tuesday with the Blood Red Podcast. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Well, it's been a desperately frustrating night for Jurgen Klopp's side here at the London Stadium. It finished West Ham United 1, Liverpool 1. Um, in truth, Liverpool could have absolutely no complaints at the, out- the outcome. I think the, you know, a point was the absolute most they were worth here tonight. It does extend their lead at the top of the Premier League table to three points over Manchester City, but it does mean they could well lose top spot if City go and win at Goodison on Wednesday night. Of course, at the moment, they're level on games um, played, but City, uh, that fixture has obviously been moved back due to their Carabao Cup commitments in a, in a couple of weeks' time. So the chance there for City to crank up the pressure... I wouldn't say tonight was about Liverpool not being able to handle the pressure. I, I just think you know, there was a number of factors, I think, for what was a real substandard performance. For starters, you, you could see how much they're missing key personnel. I mean, that was that was a Liverpool team with a, a veteran midfielder playing at right-back, their fourth-choice centre-back out there, and two-thirds of their first-choice mid- midfield missing. And it showed um, Liverpool were nowhere near at it. Um, I wouldn't just blame the injuries because I think also there was key men that were out there that didn't make a decent enough contribution. I thought Roberto Firmino you know, was a pale imitation of his usual self. You know, we're so used to him being so involved and his touch was just absolutely terrible tonight. And Mo Salah only flitted in and out of the game as well. I thought Sadio Mane was probably Liverpool's most... Uh, dangerous attacking player and of course it was it was Mane who opened the scoring with his uh, 12th goal of the season um, you know a big big slice of good fortune attached to that you know Liverpool had been second best for 20-22 minutes before the goal um, but then credit to Adam Lallana he did brilliantly twisting and turning down the right to keep the ball flick the ball to James Milner in space now Milner was clearly offside I don't know what the assistant was doing uh, bizarrely kept his flag down and, and Milder uh, took full advantage low cross into the feet of Mane who turned seven yards out and, and hammered home and you, know, you kind of hoped that would get Liverpool going again but um, it didn't you know West Ham were level within six minutes uh, you know, one of the really worrying things tonight was just how vulnerable Liverpool looked at set pieces you know, they just didn't defend them well enough didn't track runners there was a lack of awareness um, and you know, Klopp said afterwards that he thinks part of that was due to the fact he had made make three very late changes to the team. Of course, Jordan Henderson and Jeannie Wijnaldum were ruled out at short notice. Uh, Wijnaldum with a sore knee, Henderson with a minor muscle issue. 
And Klopp also revealing James Milner wasn't going to play um, due to illness. Uh, he actually travelled down to London independently of the squad to try and make sure that he didn't pass on any uh, any bugs or anything like that. But you know, Liverpool with, with Liverpool being shorn of Henderson and Wijnaldum, Milner was pressed into into duty. So you know, not ideal. And of course, you know, I think Klopp's right. That's bound to play a part when you're working on a game plan in terms of who picking picking up who. But you know, in situations like that, that's where you need you know leadership out there and you need people to take responsibility. And that didn't happen. You know, Liverpool were found wanting from a set piece where they were expecting Felipe Anderson to whip it into the box. He didn't. He played it down the side to uh, Mikel Antonio, who was too strong for Cater and uh, drilled a shot low past Alison Becker. And it could have got worse for Liverpool. Um, Declan Rice missed an absolute sitter of a free header just before the break. Uh, didn't make Liverpool pay. And then second half, you were waiting for Liverpool to just raise the tempo. But for whatever reason, it just didn't happen. I don't, I don't think it was pressure. I don't think it was nerves getting to them. I think they just looked really, really leggy. They looked tired. And I think the, the changes to the team as well meant it was very disjointed. They just... You know, I'm struggling to think, certainly not this season, I've not seen a Liverpool performance with so many unforced errors. They've made so many mistakes, really sloppy ones, giving the ball away cheaply. And um, you know that absolutely wrecked any hopes of getting any momentum going. You know, they could have actually nicked it right at the death, 94th minute, Divock Origi latching on to Naby Keita's pass. But um, Origi's finish was so tame, you know, lacking in belief, lacking in conviction. And to be honest, that summed up Liverpool's night here. Um, not at the races. Lucky to get a point. Certainly didn't deserve any more. Um, fans are bound to be concerned, especially you know Liverpool in such an amazing position uh, and the prize they're competing for. Uh, that wasn't good enough tonight. But you know, let's let's keep a sense of perspective. They're still you know they're still in the position. You wouldn't swap their situation with anyone else. You know, 13 games to go. They're three points clear. Yes, they need to improve. And yes, Klopp needs to get that swagger in the team back as soon as possible. Um, hopefully that will come with reinforcements. You know, Trent Alexander-Arnold is close. Hopefully they'll get Henderson and Wijnaldum back for the weekend. And uh, now Liverpool need to come out of the traps quick against Bournemouth on the weekend because uh, they've given City plenty of encouragement with the last two performances against Leicester and West Ham. And they can't afford to give the champions any more encouragement come the weekend. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Jürgen, the, the consensus elsewhere seems to be that Liverpool are actually lucky to come away the point here tonight. Is that fair or can I do your assessment? Oh, I don't think so, but I can. I, I, I mean, meanwhile, I know why he says or he thinks that. Um, because we have the. Obviously, our goal was offside. I didn't know that in the game and in half time. Nobody told me. Oh, I didn't ask. <laughs> um, after the game, I, um, our analyst told me immediately, so I can imagine that. So they scored a goal. We scored an offside goal. Um, then that's maybe. The, but that's actually the only reason uh, why he could think that. Because apart from that, and a couple of other set pieces where they were really strong, um, they had moments when we lost the ball, when they could win it with the deep formation and stuff like that. That's but that's normal. We heard. Um, a lot of situation with passing through balls on our fullbacks, especially Robbo in the first half, uh, where we didn't find the, the, the free player. Um, and on the other side, similar, we didn't we didn't find it. That um, it was difficult again, these uh, creating against so many 
um, legs, honestly. And um, because of our situation, we, we had to yesterday night we trained, and after the session we had to change three positions. That's of course not often, not not. <laughs> Not perfect, eh? so and you saw that around the set pieces, especially with the organization, and um, oh, that's where we struggle a bit. Apart from that, it's a, a game where I think if he um, if he scored a, if Devok scores the late goal, then it's of course uh, would be a, um, a lucky moment. But um, the point is absolutely deserved. So. Oh, I like that really. I would wish, I would wish for all West Ham fans that Mark Noble and his team would scare more teams and not only us tonight, because then there will be in another situation. I, I, I don't know him really well, so I don't know why he speaks about us after a game like that. Um, they defended well. That's true. That didn't scare us. Um, we had. Um, it's just. An, it's a normal away game. We won away games when we played worse than tonight, and uh, um, nobody spoke about it afterwards. We won last year at Crystal Palace, two-one with two, with two offensive situations, pretty much. Tonight we had much more. That they have quality. There's no doubt about that. Why they don't have more often results, I don't know. But tonight they had the results. Uh, they had the result, one-one. But I didn't see that they scared us. Oh, it's very important. We have a difficult situation, and it was—it's a long season, and um, I don't want to. Um, think like because now I only think about that game, but in general we lost one game and um, in the whole season. So the team is doing well, and we have a tough situation at the moment. Um, we have really um, the injuries. We I don't know where they come from or, or illness. And Millie was ill until, or maybe he is still ill. I'm not sure. And um, and 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 Birch had three four days where he was out lost four kilo obviously that doesn't help as well so you have difficult situation and you cannot the, the center half position the right the, the fullback put that's all difficult in a moment but the boys still fight could we could we have played better even in that situation 100 percent, and that's what we expect from ourselves but um, the games are difficult and you have to 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 accept um, the, the quality of the opponent and then use their weaknesses what, what they have and we did that in a lot of situations pretty well but they, they reacted already uh, with the lineup um, with the 4-5-1 with Snodgrass in the half space so it's a more defensive formation and was clear was for counter-attacks and all that stuff um, and that with Antonio and especially Anderson that, that's, a, that's a good idea honestly and that always gives you in moments when you have um, when you have the ball and you try to play and you have to pass through tight spaces if you lose then the ball um, with the quality with the speed they have that may, that's really um, not cool and um, and that um, yeah, it doesn't help the rhythm in a game. And we have to do the good things in a game much more often and um, to avoid a couple of things. But how I said, the set-piece situation, that's not normal for us. The, the, the routine they played for the goal, that's brilliant, but we knew about it. And But changing three players, that changed a lot. And obviously that didn't work out. That's my fault then, that we couldn't explain it clear enough um, what we have to do in a situation like that. And the other situation with Rice, the free header, more or less, that's not, but that usually doesn't happen to us. But tonight it happened, and that's maybe the reason why, um, why some things they should have deserved more. Final two, David. Yeah, do you think it is the injuries that are causing the biggest issues at the moment? Because obviously, 
Look, it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't moan about that. Well, it's just a fact, and I don't. I don't want it. It's not an excuse. Nothing. I said we could have played better tonight, 100%. But it's a situation which is not perfect. And having losing three players up or changing, we lost two players, and Millie came back, but he didn't train yesterday. Um, he came by himself to London because he was infectious. Um, and so that's all not perfect, of course. It's, for me, it's a, it's a, it explains a, a, a parts of the game, but of course it's not. I, we don't look for these things. How is that? Um, it was not the preparation for the game was far away from being perfect and we still got a point so that's it and um, and that's yeah that's it final question Manchester City could go top on Wednesday Who, who's under more pressure here is it yourselves to preserve this lead or them to try and take take top spot and are you confident your, your lads won't crack Oh yes, I'm confident about that. But it's not about. It's, yeah, I think since five, six, seven, eight weeks, we talk about a two-horse race. Now Tottenham came from behind, and they have a very difficult situation and deal with it brilliantly. I have to say, really, all credits to to Poch and this uh, and his team how they did it and winning late game, games very late and with um, a lot of injury problems as well. That's that's great. So for me, they are 100% in the race, and um, so that's the situation. And if you want to be at top of the table at the end of the season, you have to deal with much tougher situations than. We had today. That's the truth. That's that's always clear. But of course, you need you need players fit and available. That helps um, a bit. Um, midfield players tonight would have been apart from Shark would have been 18 and 18 uh, years old. Brilliant boys and. If needed, we would have we would have um, played them tonight, of course, but um, that's that's not perfect in the moment. But we have to we have to fight. We have to fight. That's all. It's not about pressure. It's about enjoying the situation you are in. It's, you know, we have 62 points, lost one game in a full season so far, which is very positive. But I see in your faces already. You you you, you feel a bit sorry with us. You don't have to. Eh? We are fine. So we are fine, and it, everything is good. And um, but of course, tonight was just a tough game. But if you have a day like that, and with the, the the things happened yesterday, and then you uh, you you get a point at West Ham. For me, that's that's absolutely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear. That's clear. That's not a surprise. That's clear. But for all of us, if you want to, if you want to win big things, you have to be ready for for these tight um, races. That's how it is. But yeah. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. It's Matt Addison for the post-match podcast after Liverpool's one-all draw at the London Stadium against West Ham. Another frustrating night, just exactly the same really as against Leicester City. Liverpool never looked like scoring that winning goal. Um, And unfortunately, defensively, unlike earlier in the season where we were keeping clean sheet after clean sheet, West Ham scored from a set-piece. Not a great performance all round, um, frustrating, Naby Keita again, we've seen flashes from him but nothing sustained, it was a great ball actually into Origi just at the end of the match there but uh, Origi couldn't quite finish, I think he was offside anyway. Gino Wijnaldum and Jordan Henderson missing, um, of course, two big players for, for Liverpool, I thought Fabinho particularly looked like Um, He was less effective without Jordan Henderson alongside him Uh, earlier in the season. It was usually one or the other. But more recently, it's worked really well with Fabinho and Henderson side by side. And uh, Fabinho did okay today, I thought, but not quite his usual self. Uh, And Gini Wijnaldum as well. He's obviously such an important player for Liverpool. Able to circulate the ball, move the ball quickly. Sometimes there was just a few too many touches there. Um from Cater and the like in the centre of the pitch. 
Adam Lallana on only his third start of the uh, the season so far in the Premier League. I thought he did quite well. Obviously, really good footwork for the goal. Um, got a bit lucky uh, in that there was an offside, obviously, in the, in the build-up for that. Um, but generally, I thought he did quite well. Looked a bit tired um, towards the end, obviously, that's why he was replaced. Uh, but considering the meltdown that happened uh, when the team was announced earlier today, I was quite pleased for him to uh, to get those minutes under his belt and for him to look quite sharp. Um, is you know that could be a, a big thing for us in the running. Obviously, now we've got to hope that Everton can do us a favour on Wednesday night. Wouldn't uh, bet too much on on that happening. Um, but still, there's uh, still a long way to go in this Premier League. A point away at West Ham, particularly when they played as well as they played. I was really impressed with them. Felipe Anderson, as expected, um, showed some really good touches. Um, really, really good player. Uh, and defensively as well, their low block, I thought, was really organised, really tight and didn't give Liverpool a chance. Uh, so you've got to hand it to them. They were excellent. Uh, and we are still three points clear at the top, so you can't complain too much. We've just got to keep going, keep going, and hopefully just about squeeze over the line. Peter here, down in London, after watching the match with my Arsenal mate. Uh, I thought first half, West Ham were the livelier, and they're the clearer cut chances. I don't think they're a particularly good side, but Liverpool are out of sorts at the moment. They're not playing that good. Um, We no longer seem to have control of matches like we did earlier in the season, um, one reason for that I think was Van Dijk he's, I don't know, is he sick he's not well I mean he's not playing that he hasn't got that calming presence on the whole team and he's not knocking it around he's making little errors even then the other thing probably was Keiter in the middle I'm no tactical expert but though I thought he had a decent game and he seems to be improving he was there's space in midfield when he's there and West Ham were coming through they were nicking a lot of balls off of us what I was thinking at the end of the first half is we need that clock needs to change something I'm thinking my friend was talking about that we're not doing any Gigan pressing uh, and I'd go along with that I think it could be time to revert to 4-3-3 or if Klopp has another idea do something but the way he's playing Firmino is out of sorts because he's out of position. Salah isn't the man he was last year, and it's no longer down to injury. I think it's just the position of the whole thing. Um, and we're not that creative, as not as creative as we were last season, and it's getting shown up. We, we definitely we hold our positions well, and we were controlling games better and getting better results. But at the moment, what that needed to me was, I felt if we had been like last year and just torn at West Ham, we would have got the win. They're not that good. The defence was leaky, but my friend was saying to me, we weren't, in the second half, we weren't turning West Ham. They were basically in their positions. Um, I felt a bit for Firmino when he came off. It was the right move. Uh, but, you know, he's out of position. And then the other thing is, I mean, you bring in Origi, it's, there's a slight comedic element to it. He can do something. He's not a guy with no goals and no assists, but we know he's not a top guy. We know he's a bit nervous in front of goal, which is not really what you want from your striker. My final thought for today is that 
it's over to Klopp now. He needs to do something to bring us home to that title. What that is, that's why he's the multi-million pound paid one of the top managers in the world. And I'm just a guy uh, calling in on a podcast. So come on, you Reds, and on to the next match. All the best. Hi there, Nathan Davidson, talking about West Ham versus Liverpool this evening. Got to say, when I saw the starting lineup today, I was surprised to see Lallana starting, maybe in there more by necessity than choice. Obviously, Henderson and Ginny Wijnaldum have got minor knocks, so they're not in today and weren't available. That meant that Lallana came in, and he was on that um, right-hand side today, but I was surprised to see him there. But it does get him some minutes, I suppose. He's not played much football at all. I think there's been three starts um, this season. So moving on into the first half, I've got to say, West Ham were very were very positive. I was very impressed with them. They played a very similar style of football that I thought um, Leicester employed on Wednesday evening. They were just sitting back, sorting up the pressure and looking to counter. And obviously they had Mikel Antonio, we know, what a problem he's been for Liverpool in recent times. But it was Liverpool that got themselves ahead. Albeit the goal was quite a bit offside, James Milner. But Lallana did brilliantly, to be fair. him in such a tight space. Fed the ball through to Milner, who was offside. But plays it through. Mane turns and puts in the back of the net. And that's all you can do. Just play at the whistle. And then six minutes later, we concede and it's 1-1. Then Michel Antonio just seems to score every time against us. But to be fair, you've just got to congratulate West Ham on their goal. It was a well-worked set-piece. Caught Liverpool and I think pretty much most people off guard and before they know it, they're back level. In the first half especially, I thought we were really, really sloppy in our own half with the football. We kept we gave it away quite a few times. There was just sloppy passes, not making the right decisions, and that's not what you want when a team's just waiting there to pounce to counter on counter on you. But we get to half time, it's one one. The other probably point to note was that in the final third there was very little space to play in. So we're going to the second half and it's very much the same as the first half. West Ham, their defensive shape I thought was really, really good tonight. They made it really difficult for us and the only space really was out wide so if we were going to get the goal today it had to either come from out wide from across getting behind them Robertson maybe just having too much pace or we were going to have to do something really really special in the inside pockets and there was just no space you could see Liverpool with the movement they were trying to move around make it difficult but there were there was so many West Ham bodies back that there was no way for anyone to move to and most of the time it, people just ended up colliding into each other trying to squeeze through little passes. I think Liverpool really needed to realise a little bit earlier that they had to change it up and go out wide more. I think if we could have done that maybe on the on the hour mark it might have given us a better chance of getting that breakthrough. It, it just seemed that until about 75-80 minutes we were insistent on playing through the middle which just wasn't really going to work tonight with the way West Ham was set up so just to summarise really I think Bobby Firmino really really struggled today he just wasn't at his best he was trying all these little flicks that we all know Bobby Firmino is so good at but it just wasn't quite coming off for him today maybe just one of the one of those games hopefully he'll be back at it soon because he has been in good goal scoring form recently I must have a mention for Naby Keita today I thought 
he played really, really well, to be fair. In the best way I could probably describe it was he was excellent in bursts. You saw him, he was obviously in that deeper role and he would burst and drive the ball forward a little bit. But it won't, he'd drive it from sort of that middle third. So once it got to the final third, there was just nowhere to go and then it just kept breaking down. But I was really impressed with how he carried the ball forward for us today. And obviously finishes 1-1, really, really frustrating. But all we can do is keep our heads and just remember that there's still a long way to go. Um, on Wednesday night, obviously, against Leicester, I found that a bit difficult, obviously, as I'm studying at university in Leicester and coming back after that. But having, after having a little think about that match, I think we've just got to take it one game at a time and just not try and get too upset if the result doesn't go the way we want it because there's still time to change at the minute. It's annoying, obviously, that City did really well against Arsenal yesterday, but they've got three games in a week, so they've got Everton on Wednesday, and I think they've got Chelsea on Sunday, so two games where they've got two chances of slipping up, really. So let's hope we can just stay calm, stay collected, and get that win soon, and then try and build on a run from there. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Right, Liverpool fans have been having their say on tonight's match on our Blood Red Facebook page. And before we get back to the callers, here are some of those comments. Johnny Wilmont said, Team lacked invention, imagination, no fluidity in the final third. Past couple of games, the defence has been asleep at set pieces. However, it's our first patch of bad form this season. Still only lost one game and top of the league by three points. Christian Olsen simply said, we just don't do anything the easy way. Philip Smith said, I don't think drawing two games against teams like Leicester and West Ham is a crisis or disaster. What is concerning is the dreadful performance levels. I won't bother droning on about individuals, but as a team, we're just not clicking anymore. We really are missing our solid defence. I think if we miss one player, it's bearable, but when those solid back five are disrupted, we're just not the same. We need ideas, but luckily we've got a great manager who I trust will get us out of this mini-funk. Mark McCrum replied to that by saying, I think our front play is dictated by Firmino, who was really off his game tonight. Loads of wayward passes, not a crisis, but maybe an example of how our squad still needs more quality. Elizabeth Roning said, can we agree it was a bad move to let Klein go? Milner in midfield would have been much better. It was a point picked up by Harry Morgan, who said, loaning out Klein looks bizarre now. We've had to shift midfielders to right back, which disrupts our usual flow. And by Adam Cox, who said, letting Klein go is massive. Affects our defence and our midfield. Crazy decision. Tempo from the start of the games is strange. Slow methodical passes, allowing teams to sit in and cancel out our main weapon, which is pace. Leicester and West Ham have missed big opportunities on the counter but we won't be that lucky against Bournemouth if we play like that again however not all bad three points clear Jared McMahon said brought back down to reality tonight not enough depth in the squad to cope with the injuries and not enough experience winners in the squad to pull us through massive couple of weeks coming up where the pressure is going to ramp up even more time for the men to stand out from the boys Andy Ogger said, too many first team missing and with that we lack the ability to control games properly. Too many times West Ham played through us and we could easily have scored, or they I should say could easily have scored. Front three not on their game tonight too. Sean Rowlandson said, if this is our bad patch, it's really not that bad, is it? Bob O'Hanlon said, simple, need to get over this injury crisis and get key players back on the pitch. 
Adideo Oki said, not a good performance or results, but we are still three points clear. Firmino's form is very worrying. He's been average throughout this season. Our link-up play has suffered as a result. I think we will beat Bournemouth, but will a three-point lead be enough? And Brendan Parsons says, there was one point where Virgil van Dijk headed out of play and looked extremely frustrated and not his usual calm, cool and collective self. He needs a real partner. That was Gomez, but his injury record makes that difficult. Injuries are killing our ability to defend against the counter. With both Trent and Genie out, there's no one quick enough on that side to track back. Every time I, ner- I, every time I was nervous, it seemed West Ham were attacking that side. I've been holding out for Cater to produce, but I don't want to see him before the 70th minute for the rest of the season. He drove a lot today, but he was not on the same wavelength as the rest of the team, who didn't seem know how to who didn't seem to know what he was trying to do, and it made the whole team look lethargic. Also, with Van Dijk frustrated and Henderson injured, Liverpool had no one directing traffic. Right, that's all the comments from the Blood Red Facebook page. I'll now hand you over to Sam Planch, fellow Cop season ticket holder Matt Whitty, Owen Thomas from the Cop on and LFC podcast, and last but certainly not least, our resident championship football coach Mark Baker. The Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo. Okay, so we've got West Ham there on a Monday night. Um, let's face it, it was disappointing. Um, it was a very, very poor performance. I don't think we deserved to win the game, even though Origi could have won it at the death there and, and situations happened in the game. Uh, Liverpool didn't deserve anything out of it. I think really, you know, what we've got to start doing is thinking that we're in this title race and we've got to embrace it. I mean, you know, a squad like City's, the fact that we're even up there is brilliant. And we get disappointed and we all overreact. And, and, I, and I certainly have done that. Um, and I'm certainly disappointed. But let's put a little bit in, in, in perspective here. You know, West Ham play well tonight. They give their all. Uh, we're going away from home. And normally, you know, a point away from home in some games is not bad. But because in this season you've got to be inch perfect, you're going to probably have to get 96 points, 95 points minimum to win the league. And, and you know, used to be able to win it with 80 um, not so long ago. So you'd have to be inch perfect. Liverpool were poor tonight. And they've got a number of players out. Now, Klopp hinted there that they've, they've worked all week with players who were ruled out the last minute. Now, maybe... Henderson and Wijnaldum with them he's talking about but you know the likes of your Trent as well and your Gomez and put it this way Fabinho and Van Dijk have both had a virus and they don't look right yet Robinson looks like he's carrying a knock there's a, there's a number of players there and I don't want to make excuses because they weren't good enough tonight Liverpool and obviously Kite is you know hasn't hit the levels yet I thought the last 15 minutes funnily enough he, he, he was a bit better but he gave the ball away cheaply he's, he's struggling to get to grips with the pace of the game but he's got a turn on him he's got a touch and a turn a pace about him to drive and play one twos but you know hopefully he can do something Shikiri is just an impact player and he's a great squad player to have but I don't think we should be starting him and Lallana surprised me tonight I thought he was really good um, he only come off because obviously he'd be knackered he gave us all he done great for the goal he's got a good touch on him he just needs fitness but the squad now that the, the, listen we've all said how good the squad is the squad's improved but it's still not brilliant the squad you know it's better than it was but we're still lacking I mean when you've got I mean no disrespect because Camacho and Curtis Jones are good prospects but they're on the bench Mereno who's an absolute washout he's on the bench 
then you've got storage user as being an league user dead dead. And you know, all and, you know, respect to them, you know, Aligi tries and all that. I don't mean to be disrespectful soon, but you won't find any of them on no city bench. You know what I mean? And and this is the levels that we're at. The fact that what, what I'm trying to say is a positive is the fact that we're we're punching in there with these and, and we should embrace it. We're still in there. Listen, it's likely City are gonna go top at Goodison. Um, and then we'll have this game in hand then hopefully we'll beat Bournemouth there's no excuses there Bournemouth Saturday and then City have got Chelsea on the Sunday so they're, they're always sort of one ahead there I think probably because the Carabao Cup there's been a bit of a manoeuvring around you know will it help Liverpool to go behind funnily enough even though when I say go behind I'd never want to go behind them by the way we'll have a game and we'll have the game in hand you know and the pressure's not on as much I, I just think that we've had an unfortunate situation with a load of injuries and knocks and illnesses at once. Um, and what can we do? We can only take it game by game, as frustrating as it is. I certainly don't think the crowd at Anfield on Wednesday helped. Um, listen, Liverpool, they want it so much. I'm not going to criticise anyone because they're so passionate they want it too much and I'm one of them myself and I just think though we need to try and keep our nerve we're alright shouting to the, the players keep their nerve we need to keep ours as fans as well and I think if we're going to win anything it's going to be together and I think everyone needs to do that and embrace it what what we're not able to do is enjoy this ride because we're so nervous and there's so much to lose and we've seen us lose them before and it's been a long time and we're Liverpool and when we deserve it. And listen, I'm feeling all the same emotions myself, but we really have got it. If we're not calm, you know, if we're nervous in there. Think what them players are on that pitch, you know. We are there to support them. And it's easy for me to say, because I'm, 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 I'm one of them myself, but we do need to get behind and we do need to be calm. Even if our heart's racing like it always is and our head's going spinning and and there's all kinds, like the cogs are turning and all kinds is going on. We, we need to transmit energy onto the pitches, fans. And Listen, that's the only way we can contribute and we don't want that to be negative. One of Liverpool's main positives that they've got is the fans, is the power of Anfield, is the unity, is the, the, you know, the whole unity of the club, the, how close the fans are to the club. It's great and Klopp's brought that back, he's brought that back in. Um, bit like the Shankly days in the terms of he bringing it all back together. I'm I'm not trying to compare them to anyone, but what I mean is there was a disjointedness at, at the club, you know, with the likes of when Hodgson was in, when Hicks and Gillette were in, and all that kind of stuff, and and and, and the club become disjointed away from the fans, and it's been reunited again, and it's been embraced, and we had a cracking European run, and now this is on the back of it, and we just need to not lose that. We need to realise we are in this race. And we're in the hardest Premier League race in history of the Premier League, by the way. But in history of it, by the way. And, you know, there's going to be an absolute mammoth amount of points winning it. You know, let's take a game by game. Um, you know, and the next one's Bournemouth. And we've just got to go and beat them and see how it goes. Let's see if we can, you know, up, have, a, have a good carnival atmosphere. I mean... You know, I think the last few games, even though we haven't been on our best, we've scored a goal, we've gone one up, and we've conceded either at the wrong time goals where we could have gone two up, then it's been made one-one. You know, and the Maguire goal was a poor goal to concede, and today 
it was a poor goal to concede. So we've got to cut that out. We've been a bit unfortunate there. We've been more fortunate over points of the season. Let's take the next game. Let's embrace it and let's let's. It's easy said, but let's try and enjoy it because we've all cried out for being in the mix. And unfortunately, I think it it's probably been shouted the title race too early. You know, with the thirteen games, whatever left. But you know, let's do it one by one. And we're still in that mix. It, it it's great, you know. Never say never. I mean, I can hear fans saying we've lost it and all this. We haven't lost it. We haven't won it, and we haven't lost it yet. Do you know what I mean? It. You've got to keep fighting and going. You can't win every game. We'd all love it, but you can't. Hi, it's Matt Whitty, reflecting on Liverpool's one-all draw against West Ham at the Olympic Stadium, or whatever their new ground is called that isn't Upton Park. Uh, Obviously, it was a return of the 4-3-3 after uh, a long absence, it seems, with Wijnaldum and Henderson ruled out with injury this week. Um, I thought that was the right call. And uh, even before before those injuries, I thought we were we were so comfortable playing four three three in the first game. It was worth worth trying it again. Um, obviously, that day at Anfield, West Ham were were really poor with Noble and Wilshire in the midfield too, uh, and they were completely completely overrun. And that was that was very far from being the case tonight. I thought we started pretty well. Um, there were similarities with the with the Leicester game, obviously, in that we had a, a decent first twenty minutes and and got the got the goal. And at that point, you're thinking the opposition's going to need to come onto us a bit more, and we're going to find a bit more space and a bit more freedom for the front three and and uh, cause some some problems on the break. But it didn't really didn't really work out like that. The goal itself was was lovely play by Lalana out on the on the right wing. Beautiful quick feet. Not quite the trademark Cruyff turn that uh, we've come to know and know and love from him, but a lovely flick pass to uh, to Milner, who was absolutely miles offside before he crossed it into Mane, who was composed, composed enough to turn and, and curl it into the bottom corner. Uh, and then we got we got quite sloppy from that point. Uh, Fabinho and Cater both gave the ball away cheaply uh, about five minutes later, um, and then following on from that sloppy minute or so of play uh, we conceded a, a free kick we seem to concede a lot of free kicks midway through our half uh, uh, tonight and uh, we held our high line that uh, that I've praised uh, earlier in the season because I think it's it's given us a really good platform for um, defensively being sound from them uh, when teams cross it in obviously the uh, the disadvantage with, uh, with playing a, a high line like that uh, is that if somebody tries to just play it along the ground uh, to the side. There's a lot of space in behind, and it was clear from all their set pieces really that West Ham had worked on uh, worked on um, uh, that, that that particular uh, exploiting that weakness a lot, and they uh, they did it very well. And uh, yeah, they got uh, they got the goal through Antonio, who uh, who always seems to play well against us and, and score against us. Um, and uh, yeah, they, I mean West Ham had their, their own bit of luck in that um, in that free kick uh, in the uh, there was a big push from Mark Noble on on Naby Keita on the edge of the box when Keita would have otherwise probably got a lot closer to to Antonio and uh, and who knows but given the luck that that we'd had with the uh, the offside opener uh, I don't think we can have too many complaints um yeah I thought uh, overall really the the front three were denied uh, denied space they really struggled to to get into the game uh, Mane was uh, was with uh, was the pick of the bunch uh, again uh, as he was against Leicester, um, and again he was uh, forced to to come deep and uh, drive drive forward. And I thought he did that 
uh, did that really well and uh, uh, was a was a was a was a constant threat. Um, Fabinho, uh, Firmino also had to come quite deep, but re- really struggled. I thought, and uh, given that he was you know meant to be playing the the false nine, we we really struggled to to get it into him anywhere near the near the box, save for save for that one tame effort where he again came from deep in the first half and. Uh, hit it tamely straight at uh, Fabianski, who who also had a had a game, a uh, good game, and uh, yeah, also um, I thought Salah was was pretty quiet tonight, and again he was having to come deep, which which really is not his game at all. Um, he had a he had a few chances, the the one from the D that we, again Fabianski um, uh, uh, managed to, to to gather in pretty comfortably. Um, another one where he cut in, where Salah cut in from the right and and hit a fairly soft curling shot, and again Fabianski read it well and and comfortably took it. And then another one where, where he uh, he fired over from uh, from just inside the area, and uh, that was uh, that was not far, not far from it really. Uh, um, I thought um, for them, um, Fabianski was uh, was very good for them, um, and I thought Felipe Anderson, who uh, who looks a really good player. Um, uh, had a very good game for them, particularly in the second half. I thought he really grew into the game, and he was really their their outlet and looked dangerous um, throughout uh, throughout. Really, um, surprisingly, we 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 could have won it really with the with the last kick of the game uh, with Origi. Um, but again, that would have been a massive burglary. Um, firstly, because Origi was miles offside, and also because uh, uh, I didn't really think we deserved deserved any more than that. I certainly would have taken it, but uh, would have been ill ill deserved. Um, so yeah, it's been a poor week. Uh, more injuries and uh, two performances that uh, that are, that were not good enough, really. However, when you take all of that into account, uh, City have still only gained a point on us, and we're still three points clear, and we're still top of the league. And every single team in the whole country would swap places with us, up the Reds and up the Blue Noses against City on Wednesday. Hi, this is Owen from Carpon Podcast. <sighs> Well, that was West Ham 1, Liverpool 1 then. A game as frustrating as a long queue for the toilet when your bladder is having a panic attack. Let's have a quick look at the positives and the negatives of the match, starting with the latter, just to get those nasty, smelly little things out of the way. And it sort of fits my mood in this frustration. First of all... Why the heck do so many of our players lose patience during our build-up play and decide that the best thing you could possibly do is play a wafted chip forwards straight to their six-foot-seven defenders? If I were David Moyes, I would ban all wafted chips from the canteen of our attacking play. Stop it, please, Liverpool. Have patience Believe in yourselves. Okay, another one, another negative, was unfortunately the fatigue of Bobby Firmino, who looked like he'd been released on bail tonight, having flashed his brilliance once too often at Premier League defenders. And who do we have on the bench to replace him? Big Div, of course, who right at the end displayed all of the composure of a flea on a firework and squandered that great chance. Um, Staying with the negatives, the referees, as is the case so often in the Premier League, especially this season when I've been paying more attention to it, I guess, uh, the referees did their best to make a hard job look impossible. 
Um, lastly, in my list of gripes was that for long periods of the game, for two games running, it was the same in our last match, Liverpool were like pyjama bottoms in that they were devoid of any kind of zip. Was the pitch made of fudge? Did anybody want to play a pass that rolled faster than the rotation of the earth? But enough of that nonsense. As so often happens after a disappointing draw, I find my immediate instinct is to do this kind of thing, to roll out the ifs and the buts, that to mentally reimagine uh, the chances that we missed in the match, and to lament of what could have been. Let's go on to the positives, my dears, because this season, we don't have to do that. I don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. We can stick with the positives and we can deal with reality. And the reality for all of us is that scorched into the insides of our eyelids so that we can see it every time we close our eyes uh, is the Premier League table. And look at it. Close your eyes. Look at it. Three points clear. Put that on your chair and sit on it, Pep. This is a fine season, a fantastic season. We've drawn the last couple of matches. We haven't lost them. We've only lost one all season. Cater, um, I thought today, had a very good match, actually. He's starting to show. You can see it. He's starting to have more confidence. Before the match, I saw that he was averaging, averaging just 0.8 dribbles per match this season compared to 2.5 per match he did last year for Red Bull. So he's... You know, today's match, you could tell he was taking people on. He was making some good decisions. He was making things happen. Almost got an assist for Big Div at the end, despite his being offside. Um, Kate, a very big positive from tonight. Fabinho, I like him in midfield. Milner proved he could stand up to Felipe Anderson, who was good. But, you know, we dealt with him. I thought Matip had some good in interventions. Virgil was rather good. And, uh, you know... Everything is, uh, you know, not as bad as all that. Close your eyes again. Look at it again. Three points clear. We've all played the same amount of games. We're in February, three months to go. Where would you want to be? Mark Baker commenting on West Ham United versus Liverpool in the Premier League. So, to follow on from the previous game in which it was an anxiety-ridden performance or led performance from Liverpool, against Leicester City at Anfield. They couple that with a very similar display against West Ham United in London. And what's happened is it's the lead that Liverpool have given themselves in the title race has now been chipped away at. And obviously they can feel the, the pressure from those behind them, especially obviously Manchester City and you know, Tottenham joining that group of three teams. And I think there's no question that Manchester City, as I mentioned before, are the best team in the Premier League. They have the best players. They have the most options within their squad, especially in the attacking areas, to be able to influence games of football. And over the course of the last decade, they've got the best manager in world football as well. So there's no question in my mind that Manchester City should be winning the Premier League with what they have at their disposal. But I think... 
Liverpool have put themselves in such a fantastic position that there's always the sense of are they going to have enough to get over the line? But it may be the case that we're just seeing a leveling out of actual performances and and results that Liverpool are able to acquire over a season. So what I mean by that is, is, as much as Liverpool have struggled in the last two games, I have seen similar performances in games from Liverpool this season in which they've been on the right side of the results um, through individual incidents within games and, and managing to have a high chance conversion because of the quality of the uh, attacking players they have on the side or having an excellent percentage of goals not conceded from big chances faced. I don't know the right words for it, but I think that's that's the right word for it. Because of having excellent individuals in the defensive third. But when I watch Liverpool at the moment, and in the last four football matches, because they played Manchester City before that, they haven't played well throughout January, let's just make, make that clear since the turn of the year. But I think a common theme is they've had 70% of the ball in, in the last four games and created really very little. Um, in in the way of chances and I think I have mentioned numerous times that Liverpool have sold the best player in that regard Um, not the club's fault it was forced upon them the situation was untenable so of course with any team who lose their most creative player and the player with the most um, guile then that that always at some point is going to come to to be an issue and I think Liverpool's one player who's really brought that this season and filled that void has been Jadon Shaqiri but he's tailed off in form just like all the Liverpool players at the moment, because I think, apart from Sadio Mane, who, although not being on absolute top form, I think you couldn't say one Liverpool player is actually playing to the top of his game or, or even in the higher echelons of his game at the moment, which is causing Liverpool a problem when they get entries into that final third, because ultimately, that's when you have to be the sharpest, think the quickest and make the best decisions in a, in a short amount of time. That's why the best players are always the ones who cost the most money, because they can... They can um, solve the, the small details in the, in the finest of margins, in the shortest of space and time. And so Liverpool are struggling in that regard. And I think a massive problem has been that Liverpool have had other games this season where they've been handed the ball and struggled to create chances. But they've always given themselves a really good platform in the game. So the defensive organisation um, and the decision-making of the players in the midfield, if you like, has never really left them exposed to counter-attacks or situations in which the opposition can spring quickly and cause a massive amount of trouble to Liverpool. But I think what we've seen against Crystal Palace, albeit that Liverpool were on the right end of the results, Leicester City and West Ham United is, the actual decision-making of Liverpool's players has, has, has created a situation where there's been real anxiety forced into Liverpool's game because as much as Liverpool possibly aren't creating chances, they've now got the added worry of actually looking like they're going to concede chances. And that decision-making, and it is an individualistic thing for me with Liverpool and so many of the players not playing well and making the wrong decisions, especially against some of the teams that play against who who the biggest strength, you would say, is on the counter-attack. Not so much West Ham today, because I think West Ham were pretty limited in that regard, apart from the left side, which obviously brings us on to the next problem about the, the right-back scenario and, and the trouble that Liverpool have had there. But, but yeah, bad decision-making, which has led to Liverpool getting counter-attacked. Players then, because Liverpool aren't creating chances, players trying to take up higher areas of the pitch, 
maybe standing in space rather than arriving in space. And that's led to a lot of players being ahead of the ball when the ball's turned over. And then Liverpool are in massive trouble when the counter-attack is on. Now, if you take out Alexander-Arnold, who's been a massive miss for Liverpool, both going forward and defensively with his recovery pace and his athleticism, the left side's been a major area of concern and one the opposition have targeted because mobility-wise, Liverpool have really struggled to have a player who can who can operate there and, and stop them counter-attacks. Uh, also, with Joe Gomez at centre-half, a player who covers ground so quickly, has fantastic recovery, recovery pace and ability and it allows Liverpool to play so high up the pitch and condense the pitch in the knowledge, safe in the knowledge that not really is going to threaten him behind him and Van Dijk there. So individually, Liverpool... I've struggled in replacing them players. And as I say, the issue with trying to force the game. With that added a bit of anxiety of the situation in the title race. And, and the fact that some players go throughout the season simply don't play well as well. And I think what that's led to is, when I watch Manchester City at the moment, City have had some poor results. But what's happened is, every time I watch them, it's always the case that they've conceded through isolated incidents. So they've always been 100% control of the football match, but it may be they conceded from a set play or, or the very few entries that the opposition have in their half or their defensive third. That has not been the case with Liverpool. Liverpool have actually lost control of games, look ragged, look disjointed, and that has got to be the major concern for Liverpool going forward. There's one team who look in control of their destiny in terms of the outcome of games, albeit suffering some bad luck, which any team can throughout, throughout the course of a season, or good finishes by the opposition, where Liverpool actually at the moment, for me, could have lost both the Leicester City and West Ham United game and been on the receiving end of possibly a, a, a more negative or detrimental result. And that was not Liverpool at the start of the season. For all that they had games where they had to dig it out and be attritional within the game, they never looked like losing them. And I think going forward... I think Liverpool have to try and as much as they can recover players into form and also try and limit the mistakes which are allowing this pressure um, to come when the ball's turned over, which is Liverpool's main main problem at the moment. Because don't get for me, there's absolutely no question that Bournemouth will come and set out exactly the same way. The blueprint has been scripted for how to play against this Liverpool side. But so many, or so much of Liverpool's problems have been created by themselves. Very often, Liverpool would get the goal, win 1-0. No one would think about the results. The opposition wouldn't have many chances. It's different now. and Liverpool need to get back to that. I think... A massive concern for me is the form of Roberto Firmino. Fantastic fan of Firmino. I think he's a brilliant footballer. But he's been off the pace this season. There's no question by individual games in which he's played well. And I think if Liverpool is to, to maintain the challenge, he has to try and find some elements of form. Because Salah is a fantastic player, Liverpool's best player. And, and so, so many times in this season been the difference maker in the outcome of games. And as I say, Mane is doing an, Mane is doing enough without playing in spectacular fashion, but Firmino is well off the pace. And I don't think you can go into the second half of your, your season with your centre-forward playing at the level he is now and expect um, to have a, a a good outcome in the, in the final pecking order of the division. So again, like we always talk about, nothing to get too carried away about Liverpool is still three points ahead of the top of the Premier League they should, still should take massive credit no one should start um, 
writing obituaries for the side too, too soon. However, there are worrying elements creeping into the game. And if they're not addressed, then unfortunately it'll go the way that the performances dictate the direction, um, which will be down the league as opposed to holding the position at the summit. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.